The sun came out today. We're born again. There's new grass on the field. Around and third, I'm headed for home. It's a brown-eyed, handsome man. Anyone can understand the way I feel. Oh, put me in Kingston. I'm ready to play today. It would be episode 39 of Cox by 90. I am your host, Show me your TDs. Boy, y'all just got some voices of an angel. And I hope you all enjoy it because today is opening day of baseball season. Finally, hopefully, a team we can hang our hats on. Boy, has it been a week to forget. Maybe a two-week, three-week month to forget as it relates to Gamecock basketball, our women bounced back with a nice win last week, but it's been tough. You know, I I know sometimes I know when to shut up. Like, quite frankly, talking about basketball is going to just bleed your ears out, and I don't want to do that. I do, however, want to address the game against Tennessee. We were out two starters in Manaya and Kuznard. We fought early in the first half, even taking a lead, four-point lead, I might add, because we gave up that four-point lead quicker than we got it. And it's the same old song and dance. We get a little bit of momentum, fall flat on our face. And, And this is no momentum at all. We've lost four of our last five. We are the epitome of the cellar dweller in the SEC. Everybody wants to point fingers right now. And at the end of the day, you have to point the finger at yourself, especially if you're Frank Martin. You've battled COVID twice. Unfortunate for Frank. Our team has been battle-tested, to say the least. Five practices in, what, 40 days? But it's not the fact that we're not playing up to our potential, but it's how we're playing right now that I think frustrates me and frustrates Gamecock fans. I thought it was a coincidence that LSU had a great shooting night. I then thought, oh my goodness, we are just the bearer of bad luck because Missouri had a career shooting night. And then the cherry on top was the Vanderbilt Commodores coming in and shooting lights out. And then I realized this team plays no defense. This team stinks at playing defense. And a Frank Martin team that can't play defense can't win basketball games. No doubt about it. We have no chance. We don't have enough shooters. And then I think a lot of people can question, well, Frank hasn't recruited any shooters. And that's where we all can say, I agree. We don't have a bunch of sharpshooters in our arsenal. A.J. Lawson, looking at the stat line last night, 40% from three-point, which is decent, 8 from 20 from the field. He is about the only guy, I mean, T.J. Moss had a career night, tip my cap to him, and then Nathan Nelson continues to shoot 100%. He takes his one three and he makes it every game. 
So I don't know why he's not shooting more. But we don't have any sharpshooters. We don't have anybody. I mean, again, that Tennessee game last night, we left Bailey Jr. open. He was sinking everything. He went 70% from the three-point line. Seven to ten. We don't have any sharpshooters. You know, we don't have a Frank Booker that we had had in years past who could make an open shot. It's just, and that's been consistently lacking with Frank Martin teams, which is, I think, one of the more frustrating things. We can hang our hat on defense, typically. Can't do it this year. But we don't have anybody that can consistently shoot the ball lights out. And, ugh, that's what keeps me up at night. That's what keeps Gamecock fans up at night. Because you're going into your ninth year under Frank Martin, and you still can't recruit a shooter. How do you explain that? Is it because no shooters want to play under Frank Martin? Is it because you get yanked out every time you do something wrong? I don't know. You know, I think Frank Martin is a great teacher of men. I think this year has probably told me a lot about his practices and how you've heard all along that they're tough practices, right? I don't think he's able to instill Frank Martin-type practices right now which is very unfortunate because we're seeing it play out on the basketball court. I've said it over, and I am and I will stick to this. This team has more talent than any other Frank Martin team that he's coached since he's been here. You see the just writing on the wall with Keyshawn Bryant, the athleticism there. A.J. Lawson, when playing at his best, could probably be our highest draft pick taken out of South Carolina since Ronaldo Balkman. When he went 20th overall to the Knicks, you've got a guy like Kuznard who's continued to develop but regressed this season. I think Justin Manaya is one of those glue pieces that ultimately you've got to have in a Frank Martin system. T- Trey Hannibal is somebody that I wish he could get out of the doghouse and get more minutes because he makes plays. He just turns the ball over too much. Again, another couple core pieces inside there. Wildens Levesque, a lot of talent. I'm not going to go over and over again about the athleticism, but what I'm trying to tell you is we have recruited well. Unfortunately, this team is just not playing defense. They're not doing anything that resembles a winning team. I also want to bring this up. I found it interesting. I'm going to read you all a Sendarius Thornwell tweet that he tweeted out on Thursday. Again, recording the podcast on Thursday. You all listen to it on Friday. It goes, same ones that was praising Frank and loving Frank be the same ones dissing him now. Shit crazy. What changed the coach or the players? Coaches plays a part, and you can't blame a coach for the turnovers, bad shots, can't guard, and are those things players should hold themselves to? I know a tough tweet to read. Twitter only gives you so many different characters you can use or let her count. That being said, the gist of the tweet, yes, people that are calling for Frank's head right now are the same ones that were praising him. That is true because Gamecock fans are ones that are absolutely passionate. We want to win. That's why we're going to praise you when you win and we're going to hate you when you lose because we want to win, which is very true, Sin. We want to win. What has changed, the coaches or the players? 
I've told you all athleticism is there. Now, is this team playing up to their capabilities? No. Would Frank Martin be the first person to tell you that? Yes. Would he say that he's changed his coaching style this year because of COVID, because of the transfers, because of the opt-outs? Yes. I think another thing that you have to take into consideration when it's all said and done is the total body of work. When you're evaluating Frank Martin, yes, he took us into our deepest run we've ever made into the tournament. But at the end of the day, you're based off of what you've done in totality, not just one season. And in his total career right now, we're sitting at one NCAA tournament appearance. That's not good enough. And quite frankly, again, in the 70s, South Carolina was a basketball school. 2000s, 2010s, 90s, our expectation is we want to make a couple tournaments a decade. I'd say once every three years is probably the expectation. People would disagree and say you should make the tournament every year. That's not realistic. There are, unless you're a blue bud, you're not making the tournament every year. Do I think South Carolina, that is a talent rich state when it comes to basketball, could make the tournament every year with the right coach? Absolutely. Is Frank Martin that guy? I question it. And that's what's frustrating because I've been a Frank guy all along. And I know at the end of last year, I tweeted out Fire Frank in frustration after that last loss to Vanderbilt before the SEC tournament, which we didn't get to play him. But it's just continually frustrating as a Gamecock fan, especially as a basketball fan. One of the sports that I've grown to love over the past decade, ever since I attended USC, there's nothing better than a live basketball game. And to see just the lifelessness sucked out of you, knowing that at a 5-10 and 10 Gamecocks team, we're probably not going to get to 500. Do we make noise in the tournament? Who knows? Jekyll and Hyde. That's what this team is. But you just want to see winners. And we haven't seen winning in a long time. 2-8 and eight in football, 5-10 and 10 in basketball, a promising baseball team got cut short last year. Football season before that, four and eight. Our women are the only ones that are, again, I don't mind hanging my hat on being a women's basketball team. There, there is no shame in that. I love that. I want to be like the UConn of the 90s and the 2000s. I want us to be the top women's basketball program of all time. But I would love for one of our men's sports to put up a winning record, give us a glimmer of hope, We love the postseason. Gamecocks thrive in the postseason. Give me a run at Omaha. And that's what I think our baseball team can do this year. Opening day is today. We are taking on the Dayton Flyers out of the Atlantic 10. A team that, you know, again, you can't look at last year, but two years ago went 32-26, and 16-8 in the A-10 Finished third in the conference. Went to the A-10 championship. They've got some players. Going into last baseball season, they were receiving votes in the top 25. It's a team you you can't sleep on if you're the Gamecocks. This year, they're picked third in the Atlantic 10. And I think it's something that it's going to give you a test opening weekend. Now, are they a Vanderbilt or an LSU or Florida? No. But they're going to test this young team, some of these young arms, some of these young bats. 
And that's what I like to see. Battle-tested. That's our Gamecocks. Looking at the Gamecocks this year, our Yardcocks come in ranked number 18 in Baseball America, highest ranking since the end of the 2018 season when we finished number 14 in the rankings, and we were one win away from the College World Series. One win away. I couldn't be more excited about this baseball team, and it's because of the pitching. The pitching we have, and when Kingston came here, he said he wanted some live arms. He said he wanted some hot arms. They could throw some gas. We've got 10 guys on a rotation that could throw 95 or higher, 15 that can throw 93 or higher. This is straight from Kingston's mouth. And when I tell Kingston to put me in, coach, I'm ready to play, it's not pitching. It's the hot corner. That's why I used to hold it down. Hot, 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 hot. This team has got some arms. And when you have pitching, you can do some damage. And like we did in the early 2010s, in 11 and 12 and 13, we had live arms, we had a great closer, and we won ships. Not small ships, big ships. And that's what I'm looking for this team to do. I think it's been refreshing to hear Kingston take a little cocky approach this season, saying the expectation isn't just to win, but to win big, to get to Omaha. Speaking out loud like that, some of that stuff you call it, what, speak into existence. But I think it's important to see our head coach, our guy that we're going to rally around, talking like that. Because you don't hear it. You really don't hear it too often. You know, Frank Martin has talked about this being the most talented team, and and again, it has been, but it hasn't lived up to actually wins and losses. You got a Willis Muschamp that gave us a 4-8 and and a 2-10 and season. That ain't nothing to be proud of. That teams aren't going to win ships. This baseball team might go win some ships this year. Opening weekend against Dayton, I'm projecting a sweep. I'm hoping everybody gets to pull out their brooms and the yardcocks. I expect us to sweep Dayton. And we've got a big schedule ahead. We've got a tough, tough season ahead as you take on the gauntlet in the SEC. But I think a little early test from Dayton, a team, again, no scrubs. I think it'll be good for us. Excited to get baseball season in full swing. Excited to talk about the matchup following the series this weekend on our next podcast, which will be episode 40. Crazy to think 40 episodes is getting close. But baseball season's in the air. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. It wouldn't be a CB90 episode if we didn't talk about a little football. And this past week... From Assumption College, the Gamecocks landed their last pledge of the 2021 class in Carlin's Platel, a guy who plays defensive back. Cornerback there, I think he'll be safety in our system. He had a couple teams. It wasn't just the Gamecocks and like Georgia Southern and like, you know, like Charleston State or something. 
Yeah, I'm making that up. But it, it wasn't your literal small suitors. We went up against Michigan or Mississippi State, which who's beaten us out for a couple prospects recently, kind of turned into a little rival, you would say, out there on the recruiting trail. But we beat them out, which is an SEC offer. And I think overall, when you look at a guy, this is one that you can mold. You get him under Torian Gray. I watched his highlight tape. Guy loves to tackle. Give me some guys that love to tackle in the defensive backfield because we're going to need them. Who are we kidding? Those guys got to learn how to tackle. I like to pick up. You know, I'll give Mike Yuva a little shout out right now. He played at Assumption College. He'll actually be on episode 40 next week of Cox by 90. I'm excited to have him on. But he's got a little Assumption brother in now here in Columbia. And he's done a heck of a job, not only as a reporter, but that guy is putting Yuva Biscuits to the moon, as you would say, in Bojangles world. So excited to have him on episode 40 next week, but I had to throw in a little plug for him in Assumption College. Overall, football, workouts, I'm watching the Justin King videos just like you all. They're getting me pumped up. My blood's flowing. I'm hoping these vaccines can get pumped out faster than, I don't know, Krispy Kreme donuts on the buy one, get one free days. I I live here in Charleston. The dang cars are backed up almost to my house. And I say that because the more we get those vaccines out, the more chance we get to have at 80,000 screaming cat fans this fall and hopefully during the spring game. I think it would be great to have an amazing turnout for Shane Beamer, if possible, for the spring game. And just to start building up that momentum as we head into the summer. Women's basketball finish out the SEC strong, ladies. We need another ship in Columbia. I love that trophy case. Men's basketball can't get over soon enough. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to make up those three games we lost in the SEC. Get us to the tournament. If we make some noise, great. If not, let's wrap a bow on this stinky pee-wee season. And let me lace up my cleats. Let me put on my steel toes, or steel cleats for that matter. And as I walk down that pavement, you're hearing that crunching sound right now if you played ball. It's baseball season time, and I love it. So good luck to the Yardcocks today. I hope that it's sunny. I hope that the sun is shining down on our Gamecocks. And I'm going to leave you with a little more center field to take you home. This has been episode 39 of Cox by 90. I appreciate you all listening. Thank you for your continued support. Go check out the website if you haven't. Get you some CB90 gear for baseball season because we're going to be whooping ass. And let's shake this place. <laughs>